Clippers, Nuggets, Game 7, NFL Week 1. We got all that and more. I'm here with M the Prophet. Hello. Reminder, you can get us on Apple or Spotify. Check me out on Instagram at Chase Mo. Here's the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Chase Mo Unplugged. It's been a long time since we've been with you, but I'm back. I'm better than ever. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling fresh. Off the courts, I'm with M the Prophet. What's up, gangster? Yes, sir. It's nice to be here. Well, it's actually an honor. You are actually my second guest, but technically the first because the first one didn't air, so... That's a privilege. Schrodinger's law of theory basically says that, you know, you're my first guest, I guess. So let's leave it up to science. When doubted, Joe Biden is. Joe Biden's leaving it up to science. Why isn't Donald Trump? Who knows? There's a four-hour debate, though. Joe Rogan will be the host. Can't wait to tune in. Only on Spotify. But let's get into it, man. First of all, let's talk about... We are getting buckets this morning. No, we got... Buckets. Get to the hoop. Easy buckets. Yeah, so we've been working out. We've been grinding. First of all... We've been two weeks into the workout. How are you feeling? I'm not gonna lie, it's been a change of pace to say the least. The past month, I really haven't been on the fitness grind, you could say. So it's kind of a reality check. These last two weeks, feeling pretty sore, been eating a little healthier, which is definitely a task in itself. But I'm feeling good, so definitely proud of the progress we've been making. Yeah, well, you're a bum, so. That's... <laughs> Hey, that's why we went uh, two and zero. We played that uh, buckets today. I would say that's, that's true. true. Yeah, we okay. so we the act of God. We had a gangster show up. Just kidding. He was a good guy, dude. Josh West is his name. I don't know if I should say his Shout name, the but Terps. I already said his name. West Side. Anyways, this guy. So we, me and Miguel are playing. M the Prophet, Holla at him, aka Spider Legs, aka Monkey Dick, aka Gorilla Gangster, aka that kid, that flavor. Anyways, amen. So, 821 site and two. There we go. So, we were playing basketball and an act of God. Basically, the second coming of Noah's Ark, if you will. Um, we're playing hoops. We li- we literally like, dude, we need one more guy to at least play 21. We want to play two on two. We want to play three on three. Don't forget what it's like, eight in the morning. So, like, it's the true. odds anyone being at this park basically are zero percent since yeah. we, every time we went there, we haven't seen another soul. So Lakeside Park, I own a tent at the free throw line. So, if you want to come get buckets, I live there. But yeah, Miguel's right, dude. It's 8.30 in the morning on a Monday, and we're playing hoops here, and this guy, an act of God, this guy gets out of the pack. That was the best part. So this guy strolls up in his Jeep, and we think it's guy meeting us for something else. And this guy comes in, and he's like, yo, can I play with you guys? And I'm like... You're just like shocked, dude. I'm like, "Can, can we play with you, sir? It would be an honor for me to take the court with you. Mind you, this guy was a brother... And dude, if the news was there, it would have been, it would have been global. It would have been global. It's amazing. Yes. This guy was one of the nicest men I've ever met. A former Terrapin walked on. He was the former Big Ten Player of the Year, former shooting champ, former scoring champ. He also won Defensive Player of the Year. But anyways, this guy walks on the court, dude, and he's in moccasins, right? In a dress shirt. And uh, dress pants, I believe, or at least some like, uh, like some sort of khaki joggers you yeah call them the khaki joggers or whatever yeah. like the you know joggers you know 2020 and these yeah. kids today guy wasn't, wasn't ready for hooping. you know and he had a a, a red do-rag on which i respect because i never worn a do-rag nor no actually i take that back one time me and troy gaza put a book cover on our head in study oh, hall yeah. so technically i got in trouble i was west side 
But anyways, this guy rolls up, dude, and he's just straight chucking threes like nobody's business. He beats us the first game, I think, didn't no, he? No, I won both. Oh, yeah, Miguel won both games. I forgot. Yes, sir, I came to play today. Well, I was get taking to, it to easy on everyone. Get to the kill zone. And this guy shows up and plays 21 with us. I don't know where we were going with the story, but it's an act of God. And this guy shows up, plays 21 with us. Incredible. Incredible way to start the day. Just yeah, a nice dude. But anyways, we're here to talk about football. We're here to talk about a little bit of basketball. Because we're in a day and age where we have NBA playoff basketball and NFL football on the same day, man. How does that make you feel? That is just, I mean, it don't get much better than that as a sports fan. I mean, this first Sunday of football is something in itself. But when you look at noon and you see that the Nuggets are squaring up against the Clippers in game six, like... It's something that you never believe would ever happen. Well, here's so, like, the thing. I feel grateful to just be a part of it. There's a game. What now? A game. Everyone, everyone. All right. We're all going to do it together. If you're in your car, if you're driving, if you're walking your dog, everyone pause. We're all going to do it together. There's a game. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Best words in sports. There's a game seven, baby. Best words in sports. Tuesday night. If you're listening to this out Monday, Tuesday night, there's a game seven, another game seven. Do you think, let's just start in the, on the hardwood since we got buckets this morning. That's I'm true. a little bit in Uncle Drew mood, if you will. The Nuggets aren't pulling it off on Tuesday. No. So this, all this hype is for nothing. Yeah, basically. I would I have to definitely agree with you on that. Like, it's nice to see them even win these last, I would have, if I was a bet man, I would have never seen in a million years that the Nuggets could even win the next game. So to see them win back to back, bring it to game seven, it's quite it's quite cool to see. So this is the same Nuggets team that was down three to one, came back because the reason they didn't want to lead, they didn't want to lead. Jamal Murray didn't want to pack his bag, so they were he literally forced the team to win three games. Talk about a terrible teammate forcing your because you don't want to go somewhere. You're forcing eleven other guys on your team to do that. Selfish selfish basketball player, Jamal Murray, you. Take it up with the fucking GM after the, after this one's over. But this guy, down three to one, this guy refuses to pack his suitcase, probably because he can't fold his clothes, if I'm being quite honest with you. And they, they actually win the series against, well, the Jazz. And then they think, that's all cute, that's dandy, great. You're going to play the Clippers. This is going to be a warm-up for the Lakers, or, you know, warm-up to go face the Lakers. And now we're in the same situation. Three to three, game Tuesday, it's going to come down to two players. I'll give you my two players, but I want your two players first. All right, so my two players that I believe that are going to have the biggest impact in the game. Obviously, Jamal Murray's going to get his threes and stuff, but it's just it's going to come down to the Joker. Like He's going to have to be the one. I'm expecting triple-double status from him if they want to pull that off. I do I agree want with three that. threes, and if they get three threes from him and a triple-double, I could see the Nuggets. Maybe some freaking will of God they can get to, through the Clippers in seven games. Right. Be a miracle, but I mean anything's possible. They they already did it once, so why not? And then on the Clippers side, I want to see. This is going to be a little bold, but I want to see a Pat Bev energy spark that okay. gets like say they get down in the second quarter, things aren't looking good. Pat Bev gets everyone sparked up. I think he's going to be the X factor for the Clippers in Game Seven. Rolling with that statement, I will give you. Patrick Beverly and raise you the Clippers bench because the Clippers bench has been the difference the whole season yada 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 I know we all know that but to your point a team that has been down in the nuggets early and often refuses to go away so it's a little reciprocal a little reciprocal I love reciprocal. action I love 
we we had we did see a lot of reciprocals yesterday. Hey, you can open it, For those of you that don't know what reciprocals are, it's like when a number looks in the mirror, basically. I, that's how I have to explain it to you because if you don't know what reciprocal is, well, probably didn't pass geometry class. Aaron Rodgers had a day though. We're watching a little NFL highlights. This guy's incredible. I just I can't even hold that in. He's amazing. But I'm gonna give you my second guy who is literally going to be the reason. He is going to be the reason the Clippers win. And you know who that guy is? Zubak. Oh, you're all about the Bach. If he has 12 points and 12 rebounds, book your plane ticket to the championship. I know, obviously, they're in the bubble and they're not flying. There's no. Also, can we talk about that while we're on the subject? Because I just thought about that. This playoffs has been different. Two reasons. No travel and the home court advantage. I do think if the Heat had to one travel and two play in Milwaukee, it would have been a different, maybe not, maybe the same outcome. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I think it's a different series. Your thoughts on being able, it's like a, it's like, it's a basically a glorified AAU tournament for adults, for NBA players. You're getting paid to play AAU basketball right now. Yeah. Like you got really no pressure from like the outside. It's literally you lining up against another team, just like some tournament team days like maybe a couple people watching over you know you're on tv that's obviously a big deal and you're in the playoffs but you got none of that fans are waving maybe they're on the screens it's a little bit different but yeah it's it's i feel like it almost is uh more you can be more relaxed out there just play your game like you got no none of that super the crowd just booing you on or like some guy chirping you the whole game and it's like yeah. taking your energy away from the game you know what i mean it's a just it comes down it's to eliminating distractions yeah. i feel like Giannis Antetokounmpo came out and said before the loss, before they clinched the magic, actually, he came out and said he basically misses his family and that from what I read the article, he would have went home right away to see his family, which is great and all. Like, I'm not knocking that. But when you're trying to win an NBA championship in a bubble in Orlando, your family's whatever. Your mind's somewhere else. Exactly. And could have that been part of the reason? I can assure you that was part of the reason the other part of the reason is these guys didn't own hoops jimmy butler's buying everyone on the heat a hoop and Giannis antetokounmpo didn't own a hoop bro if i was Giannis antetokounmpo i would have six mini hoops 19 nerf hoops i'd have four hoops in the driveway dude i would l literally put a tent in the gym and tell my wife and my kid we are not leaving until i learn how to shoot a damn three with someone's hand in my face because that's the difference in that series whether you like it or not Back to this one, Zubak and Marcus Morris, I think are two guys that if they score 12 points, it's hard to beat the Clippers. It really is. And if if Kawhi is going to be surgical from the line and hit 8 out of 10 mid-range jump shots, good luck in that. But I give the Nuggets a lot of credit, man. Jamal definitely, Murray, definitely. he's an assist machine out there too. He's not. He can score, he can assist. The Joker, same way. The Joker's fun to watch because he's a, he's a glorified lifetime basketball player in the sense he brings the ball up like he's a deer prancing that just got shot in the fucking ass. And then he just whips the ball around like he's playing shortstop trying to turn a double play into the corner. And it's just, it's flawless. It's his yeah. game. Play your game, son. I do like watching the Joker play. He's smooth with it. Like, he's got the patience for a big patience man. Patience is right. Finding them in the, like you said, find them in the corner. If someone's got a back cut, he can make the bounce pass. All that little stuff that a seven-foot guy can't do. He can hit the dirt fadeaway. He's definitely been working on that because this year you've seen him pull it out more than I've ever seen him pull it out with that little 16-foot fadeaway and off one a, foot. And it's yeah. just like, 
And it's the like arc a, on the shot, everything about his game. It's is a just, stutter step too, eh? On yeah. the right side, you are all about that jab step too in the yeah, playoffs. It is the year step. of the jab step. Yeah. I mean, especially if you simple move, simple move. If you're a seven foot guy who can jab step, lean back, step back, spin, and shoot, it's almost like I'd rather have Joker than than uh, the Greek Freak. Almost, if it was like a comic book series, bro. And all of a sudden, the Greek freak turned like evil, and mm-hmm. like he became, he becomes the next villain. Yeah. The Joker, Joker will save the day, dude. I don't know. I think we're getting a little bit into ourselves, but that's the point of the podcast, people. I'm not here to make you smarter. You want to do that? Get a public education. Pick go to high book. school. Pick go pay book. forty grand to go to Stanford and party your ass off. Then you're smart. All right. I went to a D three school. Respect it. Well, let's talk football, man. The pigskin's finally back. We've been throwing the football around. The fever is too real. And, oh, I guess, disclaimer, if you have a fever, you should get tested. Guess what? I got football fever, boys and girls. This is a general neutral podcast. Let's start Thursday night. Our boy Patrick Mahomes, okay. we have him in fantasy. Yes. 20 points. I thought the Chiefs played well. The Texans really didn't. I mean... The Chiefs could have won that game playing bad, too. You know what I mean? The Texans didn't play real well. Our boy, David Johnson, on the Texans. How you do you feel know. about him? You already know David Johnson's going to be my... You were calling for 1,600 yes. yards. I'm saying he's going to have at least over 1,600 total yards this year. I mean, obviously, staying healthy, it's, you can say that about anybody. Naturally. But if that man's out there for 15-plus games, you can guarantee 60-plus catches... And he's going to have over 1,600 total yards with a 1,000-yard rushing season. No doubt. That man has been slept on for way too long because he got hurt in 2016 or whatever. But he's this is his comeback year. And with Deshaun Watson leading the helm, dude, it takes a lot of pressure off. So I I see he's going to have a big year this year. I agree. I, I really don't know what the Texans are going to do yeah. because they only go as far as that doofus bill o'brien deshaun watson could be an mvp should be an mvp with all the hype with all the stature uh the guy's amazing he's incredible we know that the texans defense does jj watt can he carry that defense i couldn't tell you another player on that defense but it just seems like the almost like the texans defense is unstoppable quote unquote in the media's eyes because of jj watt I don't know, will he be a fa- that big of a factor this year? I think the Texans are frauds, quite honestly. Yeah, I know they think that they're supposed to be another playoff contender to try to compete with the Chiefs and such, but losing a guy like D-Hop and having him be such a big part of your offense, I feel like that is going to have a factor going forward because you can't just lean on one guy. Like I don't know if David Johnson has that capability no. to be like, here, we're going to give you the ball. We need this touchdown right now. Like D-Hop was that guy. Now he's not there. you got to adjust. You know? And it's funny because on Thursday night, they literally said they were only shopping him to players who had quarterbacks on rookie deals because other he, you can't afford him because he's one of those wide receivers that is getting quarterback money off in a sense. So he goes out to Arizona, and speaking of Arizona, you picked them yesterday. Kyler Murray, yeah. they played well. They beat the 49ers in a game that might not have should have been played with all the whatever, the smoke or whatever was going on. Glad they got to play that game. I also have Kyler Murray in my other fantasy football league. I'm looking for him to have a big year. Do, do, is this the year the Cardinals take that leap, or is it just a year where they're exciting to watch? They are a team that can win five games. They could win seven games, depending, because their games always come down to the wire. It seems like when you're watching NFL Red Zone, there's two teams. It seems like the uh, Cardinals are always trying to kick a field goal 
to win the game or something like that. But do you think they take the next step, or is this just another year where they're just exciting to watch? All right, so I'm I'm gonna start it right now since it's only week one. I'm jumping on that hype train for the Cardinals, and especially the watching them against. I might the people might not like this take, but Jimmy Garoppolo is a fake. Oh, he's, he's a, a fraud. fraud. This is gonna be the year. I mean, the 49ers got that defense. Don't get me wrong; that will always win them probably eight games itself. But Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to lead you to a Super Bowl. It's just not going to happen. And I think yeah. the Cardinals got it, dude. I think the Cardinals, they're not going to beat the Seahawks in the division. But I think this is my bold take, is the Cardinals finish with a better record than the Seahawks. Cardinals? No, not the Seahawks. 49 Sorry. All right. Yeah. No, that Super Bowl hangover is going to be real, yeah. actually. And I think yeah. it's real for their losing team. But here's my question for you. Would you rather have Baker Mayfield or Jimmy Garoppolo? I'll take Jimmy G still there. I... Because Baker Mayfield is god awful. The, they lost what thirty eight to six yesterday in a divisional game. Am I? That's a divisional game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Divisional. In a divisional game, you lose by thirty points with Jarvis Landry. It's not like it was the Browns of old no. either. They, they didn't. They they got what they scored two two field goals. That's embarrassing. And and yeah. obviously the Ravens are good. You can give them that, but you in the home opener that all this hype and stuff. I don't know if it was home opener actually. It was in Baltimore. It, yeah, was, it was in, in Baltimore. it was in Baltimore, but it's still week one for everyone with yeah. no fans. You got to come out with some energy. You can't just get blown away. And yeah, your fans, dude. What are they thinking now, dude? Not you're starting to own one. Not like you lost by a field, but you got destroyed since the well, whistle yeah. blew. Yeah, I mean it was ten to six in the second. I mean the I think Cleveland took a six zero lead too, which is oh. hilarious. I'm not, I'm not sure though, but we're watching the highlights right now. And it just looks like Cleveland is dog shit. Pun intended. The dog pound is dog shit. And I don't even think the Ravens are that good. I think they're one of those teams like the Milwaukee Bucks. They're flashy. They put up a lot of points. And But we'll see what they can do in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's like we'll always... We'll all, like you get through the front door, you still got to make your way through the house, son. You still got to make your way through the house. I'm not... I don't think... Uh, Lamar Jackson is incapable of doing it in any sense. But you still got to prove yourself. But that leads us. Let's talk a little NFC North. Let's start uh, Let's start with the Bears and the Lions. Because that was one game where the Lions... It was, a t- it was literally a typical Bears-Lions game. Someone leads for all but uh, two minutes in the game. And then they come back and win. Whether it's vice versa. In this case, it was Chicago and Mitch Trubisky. We were shocked. We were shocked. You were wearing the suit jersey. I was gonna yesterday. say I was rep. I actually I I was on the hype train for the Lions a little bit too. I definitely picked them over the Bears. I yeah. was uh, kind of excited to see how uh, Marvin Jones and uh, what's the other guy's name? I can't think. Yeah, Galladay. Oh, yeah. Galladay. And then yeah, you got AP back there. He I mean he actually looked like a bright spot to be honest with you. So and you got TJ Hawkinson. I mean they got some firepower on the offensive side. I mean. To see them blow that, I was I was shocked. I was kind of on that hype train, rock, rocking that Sioux jersey. But, but like you said typical. I mean, it was a text. It was a text. Bears Lions. Yeah. Bears Lions game and DeAndre Swift dropping that ball in the end zone. How about? Oh that? my gosh, that's you not forgot like about. Yeah, that. yeah, I completely. That's so, my mind. I saw a video on at Credit Barstool. I saw a video where the Lions fan had the Lions minus two and a half, and the DeAndre Swift touchdown happened. Or lack of a touchdown happened and he ran out of the house and started like jumping up and down and his wife comes out and goes honey he dropped the ball right broke something. and he just fell he just falls down it's hilarious dude how do you drop that ball that you're just not ready to play man no. and it's mental all mental dude. running back from georgia you gotta make that catch yeah. 
in a again a divisional game dude these games are almost worth two games in a sense these divisional games are worth more than one win because you're giving a loss to someone who you're trying to play against so it really is worth two games almost another divisional game packers vikings aaron Rodgers is a bad man he's on a revenge tour dude that was fun to watch very fun to watch i I haven't seen that type of... No one's like seen that type of Rodgers in a hot minute. I mean, he looked like he was firing on all cylinders. People were getting separation. And there was actually some guys that made some big drops out there. To, I mean, like he had Mark, a beautiful Mark, day. Yeah. Beautiful MVS, day. Don't dude, get me wrong. He could have threw for 400 yards yeah. if MVS caught two more balls. But either way, yeah, it was a flawless game. He probably had a perfect quarterback rating. I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, it doesn't... 400 yards, basically, and four touchdowns with probably we over 65% completion. I'm guessing that's almost a 158.3 because there is no no interception. Well, he's only throwing a perfect passer rating once in his life. It had to be close. It had to be. And that was against the Raiders, and I got to see it. It was pretty sweet. But yeah, I don't know. We don't fact check anything over here either. We're just saying... Uh, Aaron Rodgers threw a perfect game. <laughs> there you go. Aaron Rodgers threw... On the day where the Brewers get no hit, Aaron Rodgers throws a perfect game. That is the spin cycle of Wisconsin sports. Let's talk about that for a second. Like you were saying, dude, we're just jumping all over the place. I kind of like it because there's no structure here. I'm not one of those shows that's going to break down every game because, frankly, I don't give a damn. But I also do. So here we go. You're sitting in the clubhouse. You get no hit. You what do you say to the what do you say to the guy next to you? Hey, that a boy? Like, cause everyone had this. Like, n no one hit a baseball in a game where you get paid millions of dollars to hit a baseball. Not one of you in four attempts in nine innings got a hit. And like I was saying, like you're a bunch of professionals. How could you look each other in the eyes, bro? You just played nine innings with each other. You do this every day. You've been doing it probably since you were six. Wherever you're from, all over the freaking world, they've been doing it. And you go out there, and now one of you can even get the ball over a third baseman, or the shorts, nothing, dude, nothing. Just And you yeah. have to go in there and look at your guys and be like, yo, it's hilarious. what the hell I'd be in the, I don't know. I'd be in the shower. Um, I'd be in the shower, and if my, like, the lead hitter, let's say, like, uh, Chris Bryan or, like, uh, Rizzo is, like, scrubbing his nuts, I'm like, ah, those are the only balls you hit all day. <laughs> oh, wait. That's everyone in this fucking room because we suck. That's true. Actually, no, the Brewers got no hit, though. So that'd be like Christian Yelich. Be like, Christian Yelich, it's the only balls you hit all day. I thought that was a good joke, actually. I thought that was kind of funny. That was a good one. But, I'll give that to you. Yeah. So the Vikings got beat up on. But Thielen scores 31 fantasy points and might wreck my week because I'm if James Conner doesn't put up basically a 50-burger... I lose. It's the biggest part of the game is the garbage time. We talked about it. Like, you can go 15 minutes all the way through to the final quarter. You know what I mean? The final play. And the next thing you know, someone breaks a 12-yard yeah. or 12-point play, and it ruins your whole week, basically. Speaking of, of final play, bro, did you see Did you see in the Seahawks-Falcons game, there was a better who had a, or a group of guys. It was on Barstool again. And they had... A prop for Matt Ryan to throw an interception, and he threw one on the last play of the game, dude. And they were going, ah, they're going nuts, dude. That's hilarious. But we got seven minutes left here on the program. I like to keep the episodes 30 minutes. I like to keep them 30 minutes because you guys don't have attention spans. Packers win. Huge win. Panthers, they don't That's get the tough. loss. The Raiders are one of those teams. I think the Raiders win eight games, man. We The Panthers did have a chance at the end, but it's like, 
it's one of those years. The fact that they put up 30 points, though, I mean, that's still, I mean, yeah. granted, it's the Raiders, but it's a tough loss. But we're talking about teams that are kind of tanking for Tua. I mean, the Jaguars won. Did you hear Gardner Minshew's speech at the end of the game? He mm-hmm. basically said, this is my team. We're going to win a Super Bowl. It was amazing. He's like, awesome. he's like, don't be satisfied with winning this, like, this feeling. Like, basically, this should happen all the time. And it's yeah. kind of cool. Like Minshew mania is real. He I think we're both bring them back because I was. You already know. Don't don't call me out on this one. But I was on the Colts bandwagon train. Oh, yeah. I was riding them pretty hard. So I don't know. I kind of like their offensive firepower too, but they kind of let me down. Jaguars are in an interesting situation. It's kind of like you're the adopted son in the house that no one wants you because they're they're getting away. They're giving away talent to accumulate draft picks. To basically say, all right, guys, go out there and basically don't get hurt because we don't give a damn if you win or lose. And if you do get hurt, you're probably not going to make the team next year. That's a tough spot. And in my opinion, Gardner Minshew, what he's doing, bringing, rallying the team together, saying it's us against the world, that is like the old major league situation where the owner wants to tank the team and they go win a World Series. I'm not saying that they are a Super Bowl team, but it's like if you can be competitive and not tank for a quarterback – it's probably better for, for the league, honestly. And he's not there to lose. You can no. tell that guy is there. to When he steps out there, he's there to win. He's going to give it everything that he's got. He don't care who if he's throwing to a shark or a fish or whatever. Whoever they're exactly. receiving for is, let's go get this dub, dude. Like, let's go get And it. another team that's in that same situation, Washington, dude. The Eagles are garbage, man. They're, we're out on the Wentz wagon. We're yeah, off we're the Wentz wagon. Way off. I fell off that. He before. is... Just one of those guys who got a bunch of money and didn't have to prove it. And the Super Bowl win that they had was obviously Nick Foles in their defense. Nick Foles caught a touchdown for Pete's sake. And you're going to give money to Carson Wentz? That makes no sense. But yeah, we're off the Wentz wagon. Washington, another situation. They got Riverboat Ron there. They got a young guy, a similar situation in Dwayne Haskins where he's trying to change the culture and make a name for himself, let's not forget. Two teams, fun to watch. Jaguars, Washington, who has the better record at the end of the year? I would have to go with the Redskins, just for this simple fact, though. They got, they're fighting for Riverboat, dude. Right. Obviously, I mean, they always want to find something extra to play for. Obviously, the game of football is enough in itself if you're a professional. But now you find out your head coach has got cancer and all this stuff. And now that right there, like you, like Haskins at halftime, I I don't know if you've heard this. At halftime, Ron had to go get uh, IVs. Haskins had to lead the whole halftime speech, dude. Ron comes out and sees that and like everyone's rallying and stuff. Like it was really cool to see. So just little stuff like that, I think that they can get five wins. Maybe, I mean, four or five. Right. Give or take. And I think the Jags will be right around there. It'll be a horse apiece. So, yeah, obviously this guy's got to get IVs for energy to, like, to be able to be, be on there. The, and the, the quarterback's like, listen, motherfuckers, if this guy has cancer, what's your excuse, babe? Like, that's to, that's the ultimate motivator. That's what I'm and, and Washington is in a cult, culture, literally they're in a culture change with their logo, with the ownership, whatever happened there. Like, Riverboat Ron is probably one of the – one of the guys, in my opinion, who could save that franchise and turn it around. I agree, man. Washington is in a good spot. It'll be interesting to see their quarterback situation. Do they go with Haskins? Who's getting Trevor Lawrence? I need to know, dude. Is there no clear-cut favorite for the first-time NBA champion and no clear-cut person to get the number one overall pick? Or am I just foolish? I could not tell you. Like It could be any. It could be the Dolphins. I really have no idea who who's out there with like 
the worst squad right. per se. If you, I couldn't. If you know, get at my Instagram at Chase Mo and tell me. Tell me. Because I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All right. We're close. We're close to wrapping up the show here. We can't leave the show without talking about two more games. And I think you see them on the screen. Let's start with the first one. Dolphins, Patriots. Oh, Bitch, so don't snatch my chain. Interesting situation in Foxborough. What do you think Bill Belichick is thinking? Uh Coach, uh, how do you feel about uh, your quarterback getting in a fight after the game over a necklace? Um, uh, we're, we're, we're just focused on next week and winning football games. And that swagger don't bother me. Could you imagine? What is Cam Newton wearing? What is Bill Belichick thinking when Cam Newton walks in with Char- the Charlie Kelly Daymans? Dayman! And Bill Belichick's like, this guy's my quarterback. Oh, wait, two rushing touchdowns because... Uh, we're just focused on winning football games, and that's all that matters. Winning solves everything. But give me, you're a Cam Newton, you're a Cam Newton yeah. guy, obviously, former Panther, Panthers fan, or Pan, yeah, Panthers fan. Cam Newton's one of those guys you either like him or you don't, because his swagger is off the charts. Let mm-hmm. me tell you. Guys are grabbing his necklace after the game. What the hell's happening in the NFL? So what I was really hoping with Cam working with Belichick, it wasn't just going to be the on the field. Obviously, the on the field success was going to be there. Like that, I already could see that coming. But what I really ho- was hoping for with Belichick is that they would really get that off the field stuff in check with him, and right. there wouldn't be the distractions and all the stuff. So when I hear that now he's in an altercation, well, it takes away from the great game that he really had. I mean, it wasn't a high flying no. passing game, and I'm like, but he he came in, he got us two, got two touchdowns. He played well. His first game back, and how he hasn't played in a couple, like at least a couple years, right? Basically, so to go out there, do your thing, get the W. That's all that really matters. Yeah. So I mean, he had the year off, took yeah. the time. He's always been hurt for crying, who knows how long. Here's his apology, though. Did you see his apology? It was, you know, I can't let that stuff on the field, you know, affect me. I can't, blah blah blah. The only thing that matters is this football team, and guess what else? Uh, w- winning football games. His apology was Bill Belichick in his ear, literally saying, "This is what you need to say," because, but it was it was I'm the being I was being selfish out there. Like this isn't about me. This is about the organization winning. Like you can tell that Cam Newton is in, you know. So I to your point, I agree, but I also see the growth. But I also see the growth because he needs to work on it. So it's you can't have exactly. one without the other. It's going to be a work in progress with him because, like you said, it's just he's got so much energy. He's like, he likes the swagger part of it. He gets the other team riled up. He's pointing in their faces, just making them mad, right. scoring touchdowns, dancing on them, doing whatever he has to do to get them all angry. So that's going to lead to him having to be part of some situations that might get him caught up as well. So Naturally. we'll see how that goes throughout the year. I think there will be definite progress throughout the year. Patriots yeah. are going to be a good 10 win team. Maybe playoff berth, nothing after that really. Well, yeah, with seven teams in that division, you'd hope they make the playoffs. I mean, if you don't make the playoffs in that division, you shouldn't make the playoffs at all. But the Bills, speak- the Bills will be up there. But- yeah, but speaking of growth, Drew Brees, smaller quarterback, should gain a few inches. Can't, won't. He's forty-three. Defeats Tom Brady. Debut Buccaneers thirty-four twenty-three. We watched that game. Thoughts. So what I saw, I was excited from that first drive. I'm not gonna lie. They come out there, boom. Brady, Tom Brady, touchdown. QB sneak touchdown, plus 800. Buccaneers defense, 
quick stop. You're up 7-0. Everything's looking good. Then Drew Brees must have looked at Elvin Kamara and said, yo, this is not happening. We're not going to let that hype from Brady carry a loss on us this yeah. first week. We're the better team. We all know it. They got a lot to learn. So let's go out and just play some football. You know what's funny? You know, the Saints all hated Drew. Like, the whole country hated Drew Brees or loved him or whatever for the last two weeks. And his team hated him. And Malcolm Jameson said, shut the fuck up and all this stuff. And then Drew Brees comes out and starts throwing dimes. But it's hilarious because Tom Brady had, was playing with the same emotion. He, you could tell he, he still wants to win. He want, He's not there to... He's not there to sell jerseys. He's there to sell or win Super Bowls. So it was cool to see that. But the Buccaneers have a lot to work work to do on the offensive side of the ball. Mike Evans, what, 7.2 fantasy points? Thanks for showing up, dude. Yeah, he had two yards and a touchdown catch. Oh, he did get the touchdown. That's where I was like, dude, I don't even, he didn't even have a catch going into like the third or the fourth. It might have been third, late third, maybe. No, I think it was the yeah it was or the fourth yeah it was it was definitely not a good performance by him no, no. but I picked up that one guy that smiley guy or whatever oh the little guy little yeah. ten little number ten Mil- yeah. Was wait, it Miller yeah Miller? oh yeah something Miller Scotty Miller Scotty Hi. Miller so wait till Thursday's episode when I reveal my waiver wire transaction transactions transactions because I'm a waiver wire god this year on the fantasy football court but yeah the the Saints get a win. The Chargers beat the Bengals, the Cardinals beat the 49ers, and the Rams upset, or not, I guess, I don't know. The Rams beat the Cowboys, and that game kind of sucked. The Cowboys, they have a lot of work to do, a lot of work to do. They couldn't move the ball in the second half to save their lives, and I was sleeping, I was half asleep watching these games. I'm too old to be watching these late games. The Seahawks whoop up on the Falcons 38-25. The Falcons are duds. We talked about the NFC North. The Raiders are a team to be reckoned with this year, but it's week one, man. You got guys missing field goals if you're the Bengals. What was that about? Let's talk about that real quick. This guy missed a field a 30-yard field goal to win the game after Joe Burrow marches them down the field. You just took the words out of my mouth like in my mind, I'm watching this like as I'm just trying to picture a rookie quarterback trying to lead his team down to get him even in field goal range, maybe get a touchdown. Like that's what he's thinking. He's a competitor. He's out there. He wants to put the ball in the end zone. He probably wasn't even thinking about a field goal. Right. So and they did have that touchdown chance. So remember that. But it was a tough catch. Yeah, but. it was tough. But just to see the fact that he went down there methodically and just picked them apart right in the field goal range to see your kicker miss something like that as a rookie, it's got to be deflating. Like you're happy to see him lead the team to the drive to potentially put it in overtime but that little just that one play that field goal could just take so much out of you just you put oh, so much de- into it deflating just to see them miss it just it kind of sucks but yeah it's part of the game you got to put the freaking ball on the field goal for you damn uh getting paid would the kicker what's his name i don't even know we were trying to figure it out he, he must have tore his Ach- i don't know once again we don't fact check around here wasn't it like he tore his achilles carl bedford or something or rockford randy bullock oh yeah randy bullock. i don't know if that was him that's who it looked like to me a little short, chunky dude. Would Randy Bullock please report to the principal's office? Randy Bullock to the principal's office. Um, and why don't you go ahead and pack up your things for the day and clean out your locker on the way. Thank you and goodbye. You're fired. There's no excuse. There's no excuse as an NFL kicker. Like, I don't have that any- is your job to make that field goal. And, okay, if you're hurt... I really don't know the actual yardage. Yeah, it was like 30-some yards. If you're hurt, that's one thing. I get it. But you're also fired because you're not able to kick for us anymore and you missed that one. You're fired. And if you're not hurt, then you're just double fired. You're fired. I hire you again just to fire you again. Do all the paperwork, Toby, because I hate you that much. Successful week one. I got a fantasy loss. You got a fantasy win, right? 
Not a lock, actually, believe it or not. I think I'm up. I would say it's around 108 to 135. He's got two guys. I'm not. I know James Conner, and he's got one more guy. Who who's who's our slate tonight? Actually, we got we got two games tonight. The Titans, Broncos. I think he's got someone on the Titans. It wouldn't be Derrick Henry. Ah, well, he's got I'm a player sure. on the Titans. He's got two guys tonight. So, so it's up in the air. We got two games tonight. Denver and Tennessee and New York Giants. The, the New York football Giants versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I need James Conner to run for 864 yards and 17 scores. So if he could do that, please. I need that. It's, it's a double Monday nighter. I'm going to be asleep for the second game because I can't stay up past 930. But yeah, dude, successful week one. It's cool getting back into the thick of things. Obviously, we have a lot, a lot to learn. But yeah, man, what are your what are your final thoughts for the week for NFL? So I think it was a great week one as well. Like everything was different. You didn't like you said you didn't know if people were gonna come out to play, be efficient out there. Kind of a little bit of rust. Everything was different in the training camps. So it was good. It was good to obviously see people playing their playing their game, get a taste of what everyone's kind of gonna look like. But you said yeah. to me, it don't matter. The NFL literally don't matter until week five. By week that's five, fair. that's when you can kind of be like, all right, these guys are one and four. These guys are four and one. These teams are good. These teams aren't. Anything before week five, it's it's a coin toss. Everyone's still learning. You know what yeah. I mean? So I do want the Raiders to be successful. I think that's a team that. Oh, they're just so close. Jason Witten's not the answer, but they're close. Bears suck. Lions suck. Vikings suck. Those are my thoughts. But yeah, it was a great week one. I just, I want more football. I want it more. I want it more. And I want it more. But I'm more focused on this Game 7 Tuesday. But you can get all my thoughts and ideas and opinions, which do reflect the show, because I don't give a damn. So, if you like that, add Chase Mo. Hear all my rants. Check out what I had for breakfast. I had some flame omelets. Dude, how are the omelets? That was the best breakfast I've probably had in a good two to three years. 16 years, solid. actually. Just solid all-around veggies, oh, eggs, yeah. what everything. Everything a man could imagine. And we'll be posting some workouts probably. I don't know, dude. We're just living life, living the dream, day by day. But Frankie... You know what time it is, buddy. Frankie, are you there? Frankie. Frankie, I'm going to need some soft sizzle, please. Thank you, sir. This has been another edition of Chase Mo Unplugged. Remind you, you can find me at Chase Mo at C-H-A-S-E-M-O-E-E on Instagram, at BabyFaceMo on Snapchat. That's M the Prophet, dude. Google his name on Facebook at M the Prophet. On Instagram at Raptorist Records 1. He's Emma Prophet. He's Miguel Martin 12. He's Mark 121269 on Baby Face. Someone hire me as a promoter. My God, I should have a job in radio. Thank you and good night. <laughs>